You're listening to Learning Capacity with Colin Klupik. This podcast is brought to you by LearnFast, improving student learning outcomes with neuroscience programs since 1999. To find out more about individual learning programs for your child, visit learnfasthome.com.au. To subscribe to this free podcast on the web or on your mobile, visit soundcloud.com slash learnfast. Sally Wilcox noticed that her son Mac was becoming increasingly frustrated with writing and spelling when he was in grade 5. Thinking back, the early markers were already appearing in grade 1 when he had difficulty following instructions. In Mac's words, it was very simple. He hated writing. On deeper investigation, Mac was diagnosed with what was called an auditory delay, or auditory processing disorder. At first, Sally was told that this was developmental, and that Mac would grow out of it, and to some extent this was true. Yet the problems persisted, and Sally knew that something else needed to happen. Eventually, she found the Fast for Word products, and that's when things started to change for the better. Fortunately, Mac was very receptive to the issue, and his teacher was also familiar with auditory processing disorder. This combination of factors helped Mac make significant gains at school with regards to academic results, but also with respect to confidence and a stronger willingness to try. In this episode, Sally shares Mac's story. Sally, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Your son, Mac, has been working through the Fast for Word programs for uh, the last 18 months, or a couple of years now. Uh, if, I yes. could just ta- if I could just take you back to the beginning, what were some of the presenting issues that made you realize that something, something wasn't quite right with Mac's progress and something had to happen? Uh, yes, I guess it would have been back in um, grade five in, initially um, when we it, he was becoming increasingly frustrated and it was actually over the uh, summer school holidays and he had to write a birthday card for his friend and I said, here you go, just write, you know, how to write happy birthday and, you know, all the rest of it, not from Mac and, and, and he got the words wrong and the spelling wrong and he got incredibly upset, incredibly frustrated and he just said, I hate writing. And I thought, gosh, if this is what um, he's experiencing on holiday when, you know, he's relaxed and not, not with the pressures of school, etc., what what's going on when he's at school? And I knew I knew English and writing and spelling was not his strong point. But he was really strong in math. So I guess when you look at primary school ages, you think kids do things at different stages and it would all come. Um, and I guess going back further to that, in uh, grade one, he experienced some difficulty following instructions. And I guess I was fortunate enough to spend some time in the classroom and actually witness firsthand his inability to carry out a, um, a set of tasks or know how to commence a task that had been set. Um, and I guess from that, I took um, him to see, well, someone suggested a speech pathologist or get his hearing checked, etc. So we looked into both of those things and he was subsequently di- diagnosed with an auditory processing delay, which I was assured he would, it was developmental and he just needed some assistance and he would... Um, you know, grow out of it, which I guess he did to a degree, whereas, and he, he's following of instructions and he was always a good kid and compliant, he didn't act out, so he didn't have issues along those lines, but um, I guess it was his growing frustration. And then in, in grade five, when his spelling and writing still hadn't improved greatly, it was just kind of plateauing, you know, he'd be a C or a B, um, 
on his reports. And then when he, he skated, he hated writing and didn't want to do any sort of drawing or writing in the holidays. I thought, we've got a, we've got a problem here. Yeah, right. Um, and I discussed it with a friend who, you know, you workshop this with your mates, and she had um, similar issues with her son, and she'd found... Um, learn fast forward, fast forward. I think it was then, and uh, she said it's worth a go. It helped her son, and I discussed it with with Matt. I said, "Is this something that you think you you know you might like to do? It will help your your spelling. It will help your writing." And he he was extremely um, he's always been extremely compliant with it. But I think giving him a tool or a structure or something to do to improve himself gave him the power to um, get, gave the power back to him that he could then control what how he was going to develop and how he could manage this issue um, which I think was pivotal to um, Matt continuing on, on with the program he could see his own progress and his own success that's that's um, quite. So I was just going to say that's quite an yeah. an incredible personality characteristic at that young age to say oh, this yeah. can help me. I'll take ownership of that. And and that's what he did. He um, you know, then for the next couple of years, he did that. He did that program every morning between um, six six thirty and seven, on his own. Reminded wow. him a few times initially, but and also I think it's actually credit to the program because it. I didn't have to sit with him. I didn't have to nag him. I know very little about the program. I could see, you know, mornings are busy. I could see words flash up and things like that and think, oh, that looks complicated, but he's working it out. Um, but I think it's it was the interactivity of the program, the way it presented, the cartoon characters, the words, the, you know, the blips and the buzzes and things like that. So I think mm. that keeps them engaged as well. So coming back to the original comment that, or a comment that you made earlier where you said that he, he had an outburst and he hated writing. Yeah. And then, and then you, you have an, a couple of assessments done and someone says to you, uh, your, your child has a, a mild auditory processing condition and, mm. well, we think he'll, it's developmental, we think he'll grow out of it. But you know mm. that there's something not quite right. You know there's something you've got to do. I'm imagining. I'm imagining as a parent, and I, I'm a parent of a young child myself. Mm. That's that sinking stone in your stomach feeling. When when Mac then started to, or when when there was that initial positive uh, reaction to doing fast for word or doing something that would help him, was there a mm. corresponding oh, sigh of relief? I think this might work. Oh, absolutely. And I think um, you know, it's like anything when your child starts refusing to go to school, to eat their vegetables, whatever it is, it's it's like, all right, okay, we've, how are we going to get around this? They've got to learn this, they've got to learn that. They, you know, better for them, it's good for their health. They can't just live on white bread sandwiches and all the rest of it. So you, you try different angles and you try different tacks. And I think, um, of course, when someone says there's something wrong with your, your child, it was like, oh, my God, what have I done? You know, is it my fault as a parent? Did I not read to him? Did I not teach his alphabet? And mm. All of that. All of that sort of stuff. You you look at what you may have done or or not done. And in actual fact, it was just 
that that was him and that was his challenge and kids faced different challenges on different levels at all sorts of different times. So um, that was his at that time. And the fact that, you know, we said, we realised this is really a problem for you. You're really not enjoying this and disliking it and it's a big part of school. So we needed to find something that was going to help him um, get around it and learn to deal with, with spelling comprehension and, and writing. When he had the diagnosis, did you talk to him about mm. that? Did that make any sense to him? Yes, yes, no, we did because we, um, yeah, and we simplified it and we said to him, look, uh, sometimes when people are talking to you, and there was a lot of uh, white noise, he didn't, um, on his hearing test, with, uh, with a lot of background noise, he struggled to hear the instruction. So in a class full of noisy 10-year-olds, it was really hard for him to you know, find the three, the three instructions when you've got someone talking next to you and all the rest of it. So mm. this, is obvious, this is a problem. This is what the teacher needs to do and this is what you need to do. You need to sit at the front of the class and you need to um, not listen. If any other people are talking, the teacher's talking, you really need to focus on the teacher. And also to say, I didn't hear that or I don't understand that and put your hand up. So. And he was okay with that? He was, yeah. Look, whether or not he, we asked the teacher um, at the beginning of the following year, and he had a particularly understanding, uh, lovely teacher, and she was um, she was great with it all. And you know, yearly since, well, years, I, I explained to his new teachers and said, look, this has been a problem in the past. Should this reoccur? Should you notice anything? Please let us know. And it hasn't. He's only just continued to improve. I'm curious. Was your teacher? not your teacher, but was Max's teacher surprised when you used the words auditory processing disorder? Was that something that the teacher was familiar with? Uh, Yes, yes, she was, yes. Um, And also with the fact that he needed to sit at the front and not not sit near a a distracted child or anything like that. And, you know, they they place kids strategically in classes. Mm. Um, anyway, so it was just something we did at the beginning of the year and just said, look, FYI, this, this has been um, an ongoing issue. We're addressing it with this program and um, one of his teachers sent home extra spelling words and that was more rote learning, write it out, see one, write one, listen to one, memorise one or whatever and that was just boring as as I couldn't even tell you, and he had <laughs> so much interest in that. Um, you know, 20 words a week in write repetitive writing. Uh, the words weren't put in context. It was it was just rote learning at its tedious, up, you know, utmost um, tedium for him. So yeah, it just that was never going to engage him um, in, in learning how to sort words out, basically. But fast forward seemed to capture his interest in a way that perhaps no one had really expected, I suppose. Absolutely. Look, the fact that I never had to nag him, it was never a chore. I'd say, oh, have you done your, your program this morning? He'd go, oh, no, I haven't. I thought, well, that's okay. We can do it tonight. Um, and even over school holidays, he'd go, oh, I haven't done it for three days. Should I be doing it? And it's like, well, you are allowed to have a break. It's okay. But he would often um, do it throughout the holidays as well. So you really had the trifecta, didn't you, of, of uh, good things happening. So 
you yes. you yes. found you found the program. He was uh, he was enthusiastic about doing it. You had a teacher, and I guess the third part is that you had a teacher who was aware of auditory yes. processing. Uh, disorder as a condition and that certain things needed to be done to address that. So you had three things yes. working together. Yes. That must have sure. made you feel much better about the whole journey. Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, he, he could have easily have said, no, I don't want to do that. That's that's awful. I still don't like writing and just completely refused. Um, but fortunately, whether or not uh, he he saw that it was going to help him or that he felt better about learning words in a different way i i don't i don't know i have never really asked him i've never really asked him to be honest yeah it's um, a good it's a good point that you make actually because because you could have i mean we we could be at the situation now where he can write and he can understand instructions but he just thinks well i don't want to write so that's you know, right i don't like it <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right so but, um, um I guess not everyone likes to write, but I, I guess that that's another uh, a plus in this situation that not only has he switched from I hate writing to I can write, but I can yes. write and I and I like to write. Yes, yes, that's right. And so, he's actually his his grades have been um, I can only say impressive. The last uh, last year's English and spelling grades were um, you know he was A's and B's so. I can't ask for more than that. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit about his report card from last year. I'll do that in a moment. Um, perhaps if I could just ask at this point, did you have any idea when you started that this would become a multi-year commitment? Um, no, I don't think I did. I thought we'd give it... Oh, look, I, I think you've got to give these things a decent amount of time. And I think we signed up maybe for three months at a time with a view. I was probably thinking, look, I'll give it six months and let's see if this is A, going to work, he's going to comply, B, we're going to see improvement. Um, and and I, yeah, I didn't really envisage that we would keep going on for um, a couple of years. Um, has, it been, I'm, has it been worth it? Absolutely, I'm so pleased that we did. And he, Mac, Mac also himself, um, wanted to do it, and he was in the routine. And I'd, you know, school would be starting uh, when he was starting in, you know, um, grade six. I'd say, well, you know, we'll still carry on with the program. You're happy to do that? And he said, oh yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't much of an issue really to keep going, and and things were improving. So I thought, well, you're on a good thing, now to stick to it. People often say that when they are doing something that they don't particularly like to do, and someone says, "How long have you been doing that?" and they say, "Oh, I've been doing it for six months, but it feels like a lifetime." Yeah. I'm getting the impression from you that it's been a couple of years, but it seems to integrate pretty well into into family life. Oh, it, yes, it certainly it's. My, both, look, I'm lucky. My, both my kids are early risers. I don't have to drag them out of bed kicking and screaming. They're both up at six. They have plenty of time to fit in homework, reading, and instrument practice before they can get to school. So, um, yeah, and that's that's my. They're fortunate. They're not night owls either. So, mm. um, most most jobs can be achieved when they're fresher in the morning. 
Let's come back to that report card for a moment, the mm. uh, the envelope that arrives a couple of times a year or maybe it's by email yeah. these days and you and, and the, the parent sort of nervously goes, mm, I wonder what I'm going to find in this report and the, and the, and the child goes, mm, I don't know if I yeah. want my parent to read this. I'm sure there were a few yeah. of those tense moments along the way. Last year's was apparently quite good, so going back to 2015. Can you tell us more about that? Um, yes, I, I guess the beginning, the beginning of the year, you know, he, he's an average, average kid, tries hard, it's always, you know, putting in effort and is not destructive and all the rest of it. Um, and I guess, you know, the first semester, it was nothing um, astounding. It was, he was getting B's and C's and the occasional A here and there. And then towards the end of last year, um, I think his lowest mark was, was a B and his lowest mark in English was a B plus and he had A's um, for comprehension and spelling and things like that. So, um, you know, and humanities and all the writing, the writing subjects, math, math and science he's always been quite good at. Um, but yeah, the ones where you have to write an essay and do some analysis and he won a um, public speaking competition, he wrote the speech himself. So, um, yeah, lots, lots of improvement and just confidence. To be able to um, give your child some confidence rather than them being thinking that they're you no know, good at something or they you know they, um, don't enjoy it or they're because they're going to get picked on or anything like that is it's heartbreaking to watch as a parent and so to be able to give them the skills to then just have that bit of confidence you know I'm actually okay at this mm. Mm. and no doubt the uh, the corresponding effect on self esteem as well. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So very solid results there on on the report card. Yeah. Uh, did did the teachers say something to you? Did they just report and then you know hand it over to you, or did they actually report and then talk to you about it and say, "Hey, listen, it's great results here. We want to talk to you about it." Yeah, no, they didn't really. Um, <laughs> so no, um, no, they haven't. And I guess I guess um, I'm looking at his improvement over you know, a, a number of years and I guess I know him better than uh, a teacher would over 12 months. So just looking at his progress over a number of years and watching that confidence grow in writing um, and spelling and and just being able to give things a go rather than flatly refusing, I can't do it, I'm no good at it, so I'm not going to even try. Um, he now has the confidence to stand up and address classes and um, um, you know he stands up at school masses and things like that and he's vice captain house captain this year and so yeah it's just being able to give him that gift of, of confidence and to try. So he's done most of the fast forward programs uh, yes. but there's still a little bit more that he could do. Uh, yes. What what do the next 12 months look like? I did ask him at the beginning of the year when we were talking, I was talking with um, Heidi and I said, um, I thought we'd just jump straight in and keep going and I thought, well, best check, <laughs> I'll check with Mac um, and I said, you know, what about your program, do you want to keep on going and he said, oh, he'd like to try without doing it mm. and I said, well, that's absolutely fine, we'll give it a break and um, and if you feel, you know, you might get some help out of it again, we can always go back to it and he, he was happy with that. Um, 
and it's early days yet in this year, but yeah, we'll just keep an eye on it and see um, see how he's going. But I, I do think it's given him the foundations to to build on without um, having that you know that wobbly start. Certainly, all the indicators seem to be pointing in that direction. Yes, yes, they do, which is pleasing. Sally, it's a it's a great news story. So uh, thanks very much for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Learning Capacity, brought to you by LearnFast. If you'd like to know more about individualised language and reading programs for your child, visit learnfasthome.com.au. And if you'd like to comment on this podcast, you can send us an email to feedback at learnfastgroup.com.au. I'm Colin Klupik. Until next time, bye for now.